Hey, this is Seth Rose, host of Beyond Sunday. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope it gives you some inspiration as you're moving throughout your week. And I hope that you can see that God is really moving in your life. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, my lovely people? Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. I am your host, Seth Rose, and I'm currently coming to you from Rapid City, South Dakota. That's right. The Rose Clan has safely arrived at our final destination. So if uh, this is your first episode and you're trying to figure out why I'm kind of updating where we currently are. If you go back and listen to some previous episodes, you'll see that uh, we recently moved from being overseas as we are a military family. Uh, We were stationed in uh, Lodges, Portugal, and we have uh, trekked our way, made some stops along the way, and uh, made our way up to Rapid City, South Dakota, where we will um, be staying probably for the next few few years so we have arrived and it has been busy uh, just getting a new house set up and everything so I mean if if, if you've moved um, had any experience with that you know that that comes with a lot of challenges some frustrations and um, yeah so just kind of dealing with that but uh, we did Uh, get to visit a local church today and I do want to give a shout out to them we went to Fountain Springs and wow what an amazing church Um, had a great time a great service the message was dope and what was interesting is just seeing the route that God is moving and the message that God is is delivering people because Interesting enough, a lot of what we listen to in the message is going to be said in this uh, podcast episode. Um, and so I think this is very relevant. I think that there is definitely a message that God is just trying to get out to people, whether the, whether you are a Christ follower, whether you're on the fringes. Um, I, I think that the, the message is going to be applicable to all. So I'm really excited to get into it. But yeah, Fountain Springs Church, uh, if you ever find yourself in Rapid City, highly recommend that. Uh, how we came about landing in that church, I will detail in another uh, episode. I plan to do some uh, an episode on finding the right church, maybe some steps that you can follow on things to look for what will suit you and your family because what suits uh, us the rose clan uh, might might be different for you so i'll just give you some ideas on, on things to look for so that'll be coming in a future episode but yeah uh, had an amazing message and uh, i'm so excited to get into what god is just revealing and laying on my heart as i'm praying for all of the listeners uh, that tune in to this show each and every week and also for future listeners as well because I know that God is pulling people one here one there that when, when there's a message that they need to hear I know that they're going to be tuning in so whether they're they've tuned in uh, to previous episodes or or new ones I'm, I'm praying for them as well so without further ado I do want to jump into this week's uh, episode topic and we're still on the the topic of you and five years. 
been a three-part series. I've kind of broken it up, given some homework. So if this is uh, your first time tuning in, I highly suggest you go back, listen to the previous uh, two episodes before this. And a lot of this will, will kind of uh, make sense uh, and, and kind of bring everything full circle. So, But to recap, uh, obviously we talked about you in five years. Uh, it's New Year's. And everybody has New Year's resolutions, but a lot of times we tie our New Year's resolutions into short-term goals without really giving much thought of where we may be long-term from now. A lot of times we hear, uh, you know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? But 10 years is, is a quite a long time, and I thought I will break that up in half and say, where do you see yourself in five years? It's a little bit more manageable, but yet still long-term. And so we talked about that. What are some of those goals? And then set some goals, write write some ideas of where you'd like to see yourself in five years, and then build some short-term goals around that. That was week one. Week two, we discussed how difficult it can be to change and how it is against our human nature to want to change it's almost in our in our fiber of our being that we don't like change for any circumstance whether that's our personal life professional life anything dealing with the family we just we want to kind of go as is and and if you have an idea that you want to change your trajectory and where you like to see yourself in five years well it's going to require some change and we discussed the value of crisis. Some of us are facing crisis right now, whether we want to uh, admit it or not. We discussed the importance of valuing those crises and, and making change right now so that you can get back on, on the path that you would like to be on so that you can be in your mind successful with where you like to be five years from now. And if you're not facing a crisis right now, you still want to maybe make a change of, of course uh, to where you see yourself in five years? Well, we talked about the importance of manufacturing a crisis, at least internally in your mind. And we tied it into the way that, that even Jesus used this in order to broaden his ministry and and reach the masses and where his ministry really took off and he really started to reach people so that's what we talked about in week two week three i saved the best for last that's what i why what i actually um had in mind to try to do is just save the best for last i think obviously the first thing that we all need to do is we need to have god in the center of all of our plans. And that's really it. I mean, from from the very beginning, everything that we do, we need to have God right at the center. So whether you're a Christ follower or you're on the fringes, it doesn't matter. God's still going to play a part. God is still going to play a part in wherever you end up. Now, what role you allow him in to play, well, that's going to be dependent on you and the decisions that you make. I think a lot of times we tend to think that we're just going to set these goals and this is where we see ourselves five years from now, 10 years from now. 
we can even back that up and say in a month from now, in a year from now. But, I mean, the word plainly tells us that tomorrow's never promised. I mean, we, we should think in terms of God willing. You know, if it's part of God's will that you're going to even be alive tomorrow, that's dependent on Him and what He has planned for your life and where you align with His plan overall um, and how this world plays out. Even though we think that we're in control of everything and regardless of what this world tells us and that you know you just make yourself happy you do, you do you you can do you but it doesn't mean that god's not just going to alter course for you uh depending on what his plans are so it's really important to kind of get this deep in your and embedded in you that you really can't get to where you think you want to go without God. I'll further kind of point this out in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, it tells us, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Now, on face value, you may think, well, yeah, if I'm following God and I'm doing what he, he wants, you know, and I'm trying to be in lockstep with where he wants to go, then he will determine our steps. But it doesn't really, it doesn't say that at all. It doesn't say whether you follow him or whether you don't. It says that the Lord will determine your steps and regardless of what plans that we make. And so whether you decide to follow him or not, he's still going to determine the steps that you make. I, I find that interesting because I think a lot of times we just go about our lives and, and give God very little thought, very little thought in our day to day. And we don't really allow him in to show us where it is that he would like to lead us. And so I think when we are trying to determine where we see ourselves five years from now, that is why it is so vitally important that we get embedded with the word and we understand God's heart, that we understand what it is that, that God desires from us, his, his masterpiece, the ones that he created in his own image and in his own likeness and determine what that course is. I mean, we, I talked about a, another passage that says that all things will work together for the good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Even that passage, a lot of times we hear that and we stop short. I mentioned that in a previous episode. We take it way out of context and we think that, well, all things are going to work together for the good. And I think that we just get our minds wrapped around this thought and we forget the other part, which is a, we have to love the Lord and called according to his purpose. So we have to be in line with his purpose. Well, how do you how do you do that? Well, you have to be in the word. You have to be in the word and and get to know the Bible intimately. Get to know Jesus intimately by having conversation with him every day, inviting into your life. And that doesn't mean, you know, I, I think sometimes we have this thought or this concept that, 
prayer is always we're on our hands and knees and we're in a, and we're in a closet or in our bedroom or uh, I know uh, some that it's in the shower or it's you know wherever wherever it may be maybe in the car um, but we also hear that we need to pray continuously for about everything. Paul tells us that in the New Testament that we should pray continuously about all things and not to worry and have anxiety. Well, so what does that look like? Well, that tells me that you can constantly be having a conversation with God throughout the day. Um, much like we do text messages, you know, it's just like, oh, well, you know, I've got a second. Let me shoot off this text. Well, if something's on your mind or, or something's worrying you, or you have a question about something, you could just take 30 seconds. You could take two minutes and, and you could talk to God about those things. And, you know, in your own quiet time, that's where you, you may sit in that for a little bit or while you're reading your Bible. And then, you know, the answers will, will kind of come to you. Then, in my experience, those answers come unexpectedly. All of that to say, you got to have a relationship with, with Jesus and with your creator. It's no different than any other relationship that you have with anybody else. I mean, most of us are strangers to one another. But if we stop and we have a two-way dialogue and a conversation, well, we get to know each other more intimately and we get to know our thought patterns and our wishes and our desires. And, and so the same thing applies when it comes to God. When we get into this type of a relationship, then we start really kind of understanding what God's purpose and what his will is, you know, for the world and for you. And it starts kind of embedding in you where you get to maybe kind of understand the purpose for why God created you. He created each and every one of us uniquely, individually, with our own passions, with our own thoughts. Um, and it was for a purpose. And it's it's kind of, it's up to us to figure out what that purpose is. And that's usually where, where you would see yourself five years from now. That's probably most likely going to be tied with some of your your most deepest passions um, and your passions are oftentimes related to your purpose for what God created you for and if you want to tap into that correctly and in the correct context then you need to understand God and his will in all things and ultimately that's really what he desires from us now I think the problem that mo most of us have with this concept is, is it doesn't fit with our agenda. We'll sit there and say, you know, well, I just don't have time. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to stop and, and, and pray or, or to constantly seek out God. But I would challenge you. I mean, I just observing people around me just while I'm out and about, and I'm sure you could do the same. I'm sure you can self-reflect and, and just answer this question, at least for yourself. You know, most of the time you go out and people are just scrolling on their phone. I mean, a lot of people can keep up to date with what's going on on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Snapchat, whatever the social media is that you use, probably all of it. And we do all of this 
scrolling. And I, I think it would be interesting if you opened up in your phone and you looked at your screen time and how often you actually use your phone. Imagine if you just took 10 minutes. 10, we'll start with 10 minutes. I would say 15 minutes. Well, let's just start with 10 minutes. You just take 10 minutes and if you don't have a Bible app on your phone, well, you can easily put a Bible app on your phone where instead of scrolling on any of the other platforms that we just discussed, you just take five, you know, five to 10 minutes and open up the Bible app and read a passage or two. That's not really that much. And it doesn't really take that much out of, out of the rest of the screen time that you want to do. But most of us don't even really want to do that. We cop to the idea that we don't really have time. We don't really have time for God and we don't have time for all that, for, for dedicating to our creator. Or how about this? I hear this a lot is, uh, you'll, you'll hear people, why, well, you know, I really don't go to church or, or, um, that, you know, they go to church. Some people just say, well, yeah, I go to church on Sundays and people think that they get to know God on Sunday. And the fact of the matter is, it's just Sunday is a time for fellowship and, and meeting other believers in a building. I mean, cause the believers are, are the church and oftentimes like that, that's our time to celebrate together all the good that God's done for us. We sing to him and then we hear a message and, but then we leave the, the walls and the confines of that building and we oftentimes forget what the pastor had just talked about. And we don't even think about it again until we show up seven days later. And we expect for us to get to know someone that way. Um, and it's just not going to happen. I mean, the pastor can't do the work for you. He's helping you. He's a tool. Um, he could provide, he or she can provide influence and maybe, maybe direction if you seek that out from them. But ultimately, it's not their responsibility to give you a relationship between you and your creator. That's that's between you and your creators to, to determine that relationship. But unfortunately, oftentimes, that's how we, we interact with God. We put him in this box and we say, well, we go to church every Sunday. We, we take our kids because it's the right thing to do. Then we pray with that same mentality, which is we just seek out God when we think we need him. I got news for you that that is not, that's not at all how Jesus works. I mean, sure. He enjoys any time that you interact with him after all. I mean, he has created you. He has created you uniquely and you are his masterpiece. However, um, he wants more than for you to just reach out to him when you need something. I mean, if I, asked you if you enjoy uh, having a relationship with someone who only seems to want to talk to you when they need something, I'm willing to bet that the majority, if not all of you, would have a problem with that. I mean, I certainly have a problem with that. I, I really have a problem with having a relationship with people that the only time I ever seem to hear from them or they reach out to me is if they need something. There's always something attached to to what their wants and desires are. And then if I can help them, great. But if it's like they just write me off, if I can't help them. 
most of us don't desire a relationship with someone like that, but yet our own creator, that's how we, that's how we interact with him. And then we wonder why our prayers don't necessarily get answered. Well, because what we're asking him is not tied to his purpose. To illustrate this concept a little bit better, I want to go to Matthew chapter 7. And this is where Jesus is talking about uh, prayer and praying to God and how to be effective. And in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 9, he talks about your you parents. If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Well, of course not. So if sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good get, How much more will, you, will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Now on the surface, it, it's not saying that whatever you ask, you're going to get. No, what, what really he's trying to get at is we don't just give our kids like for those that's listening and, and your parents, you know that, Sometimes your kids will ask for some ridiculous things, some things that you know are going to be harmful to them. You don't give in to those demands. You don't give in to those those requests because you know ultimately it's going to be more harmful. The same is true when it, when it comes to God our creator. If you ask for things that he knows is not going to be beneficial for you, at least in that moment, he's not going to give those things. Ultimately, though, if we ask him for things that will be beneficial for us, those are the things that he wants to grant to us are those things. But how do we know if things are going to be beneficial for us? Again, that goes back to getting into alignment with God's purpose and you only get that through a relationship with God and so it's really important that you get this because I'm, I'm talking about the relationship you have with your creator simply because that's you know we're, we're asking a lot of things and, and desires we have certain desires on our heart and that's most likely going to be tied with where you see yourself five years from now and your prayers should align with God's purpose and those prayers should also align with where you see yourself five years from now. It's really that that simple is God should be right at the center of it. And, and I think a lot of us are, are part of this crowd where we just, you know, it, it's almost like a, a Western society kind of mentality where we tend to think that God's this genie and we just ask him and 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 then we complain when we don't get our way. We're like spoiled children, really. I mean, we are most of us are very blessed in in many aspects of our lives and then when we don't get certain things or get or, or things happen that we don't expect or that we don't want, well then we kind of you know, throw a fit just, just like a spoiled child does. And that's just the wrong context. And if we attack where we want to be five years from now with that same mentality, you're going to be awfully frustrated with where you see yourself five years from now. And most likely you're either going to be in the same place that you currently are, or 
you're going to be in a worse off position and you're not going to be prospering like you desire to be five years from now. Now, in preparation for this episode, the one story that Jesus laid on my heart to share and honestly to challenge all of you with and and where you see yourself five years from now and and the importance of this relationship that you have with him and how focused you should be with him um this the this the story that he laid on my heart was in dealing with the woman who bled for 12 years and we're gonna i'm gonna share the passage with you and then it's gonna be a challenge with this and I just, I, I really hope that this resonates with you and really kind of gives you a, a different perspective and a renewed sort of focus and a challenge as you walk out the goals that you've already set forth for the homework and some of the changes that you need to make uh, in order to reach where you'd like to be five years from now. And as you set short-term goals as well. So, with the woman who bled for for twelve years, um, and I'm going to go with it's in a, a couple of New Testament books, but I'm going to go with Luke, and in Luke chapter eight, in in verse forty, uh, Jesus had went on the other side. I think he went on the other side of a lake, and it's, uh, it went on the other side of the lake. The crowds welcomed Jesus, so there was always crowds at this point. Wherever Jesus went, there were crowds everywhere so that's the scene that we're in is he is in a huge throng of people around him asking him for for healing asking him for miracles Uh, oftentimes that is the way that we see jesus today you could go into a lot of of packed out churches and if we really could see the hearts and and the desires of most people uh, i would i would ask the question of of really are you there for for the miracles are you there for for him to to do something special for you and and then kind of write him off like we talked about that's how a lot of these people were so i'm going to continue reading so on the other side of the lake the crowds welcomed jesus because they had been waiting for him Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. So Jairus has a need. Um, Then it says, as Jesus went with him, so he went with Jairus to go try to heal his daughter, he was surrounded by the crowd. So he's still surrounded by by these crowds of people. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Just the fringe of his robe. Didn't even actually touch him physically, like his physical body. She didn't touch him. She touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And Jesus, and this is the part that that really has stuck out to me, this this whole week as i'm preparing for this this episode was jesus responded who touched me everyone denied it and peter said master the whole crowd is pressing up against you but jesus said someone deliberately touched me for i felt healing power go out from me 
And what really stuck out to me and resonated with me is there's all these people surrounding Jesus, wanting things, wanting to hear him talk, wanting him to perform a miracle or a healing or or whatever it was that they were there for. And yet, and they're all touching him. They're touching him physically. They're, they're probably uh, pushing into him. They're, they're just imagine a ruck, raucous crowd and, and say a, at a concert, if you're up near the front, I mean, people are always touching you. And sometimes you don't even know who's touching you. And in this scene, there was a woman who didn't even physically like touch his physical body. She just touched his robe and that got his attention out of all the people that got his attention. And what the question that, that I felt God posing to me was, what was it about her? What was it about her demeanor? What was it about her desire and her urge that got Jesus's attention? That where he could single her out from everybody else. And I wrestled with that all week. And and I think that a lot of it, what really got his attention was where her heart was. She tried everything. She had tried to all the different paths that this world would tell us would solve her problem and it didn't solve her problem and she knew that there was only one person that could get her the healing and that could get her the restoration and the peace and in her suffering and end the anxiety that she felt in trying to get this problem solved she knew that at this point there's only one answer to this and it's this guy that she has heard about that all the all the people are talking about and is performing these miraculous signs and she realizes she can't do it on her own she cannot solve this problem on her own she it requires Jesus to actually solve this problem i also think that tied with this is her willingness to follow him and to follow God and his purpose and his will. And I think that if we're honest with ourselves, most of us are, are probably going to be associated with the crowds because we think that, okay, well, even though God didn't answer this prayer, that prayer, well, I can still find this on my own. I can still solve all these problems on my own. I can still save this marriage that is falling apart on my own and in my own will. I don't need God and the power of prayer and the, the power of knowing his purpose and what he desires for marriage and for me as a spouse to solve these problems. I can just do it on my own. I can find my own self-help books. I can watch some Dr. Phil uh, or listen to another self-help podcast or wherever you would find that at. Or if you're addicted to something, uh, that you're just going to break that addiction on your own willpower and not seek God and let him not only resolve that addiction 
I mean, most times when we're addicted to something, whether it be a substance or things we look at, it's always tied to a root problem that's bar- that we've buried down deep. And we just think that we're going to solve the, the addiction problem ourselves when it doesn't even solve a problem. That's just a side effect of what your root problem is. And oftentimes, it, most I would say all the time, it kind of requires your creator. Your creator can point those things out where the root problem is that needs to be solved that maybe you've forgotten about. Because maybe it's something that's happened in your childhood or and somewhere you know you as an adult have dealt with or whatever the case may be it could just be a relationship issue it could be a, a, a problem you have with a parent or with a friend or with your kids because maybe you as a parent you know you, you're you think that you're going to raise your child in the way that you think is best but it's all in your own will and I think a lot of times that's that's how we tend to go about life. No different than the crowds when Jesus was here walking the earth. Everybody seemed to think that they could just do everything on their own. And maybe this Jesus guy can help out a little bit. He could, he could speed the process up. But in this case, this woman wasn't looking for speeding up of the process. She realized she cannot do it on her own will. She cannot do it on her own. There's only one person that could do it for her. And I challenge you, as you want to see yourself five years from now, is to be like this woman. To really, in this next week, after this episode, to do some self-reflection and and really answer this question honestly. Are you trying to get where you want to be five years from now in your own will? And in your own willpower, I should say. Almost like you're a self-made person or are you going to recognize that it's going to require an intimate relationship with your creator to determine exactly what it is that he created you for what that purpose is he created you for and tie your vision of yourself where you want to see yourself five years from now to that purpose and then walk that out hand in hand day in day out it's going to be a daily walk with jesus to kind of determine that and determine where it is that you want to be because most likely if you decide to try to do this in your own willpower you're not going to be successful getting to where you want to be five years from now you're just not and the reason why is because if you did it on your own it's going to bring up pride and that is one thing that the bible tells us is that god despises pride in people and so if you think you're going to do this on your own and get to where you want to be and become prideful about the fact that you got yourself there then there's not really a path to get to where you want to be five years from now there's going to be a lot of stumbling blocks along the way just be honest with you Uh, but if you get and lockstep with your creator and you get to know that him on a personal basis then those short short-term goals you're going to be successful at them and the changes you need to make you're going to recognize exactly where change needs to happen 
you're going to recognize whether you really have a crisis on your hands or not, or whether you need to manufacture a crisis in your mind and really commit to making the change. And you're going to get more in tune with the purpose for which he created you. And you are going to find yourself to be the most successful you you've ever seen before. Ultimately, when that happens, God gets all the glory because you know who's responsible for it. And that's your creator. And you're going to have so much more peace, so much more joy. You're going to have better relationships with people. You're just going to see success in a much different light. Now, with that said, I don't want to give any false illusions here. Are there going to be stumbling blocks along the way? Absolutely. Are there going to be challenges that that are going to come along the way that you didn't expect or you didn't see coming? Absolutely. Because there's certain things that God's going to change so many different things. And there's going to be aspects of your life that God's going to say, this is not for you anymore. And it's going to be hard to let go of those things. Or it's going to be hard to accept that you got to change in these other areas too. But I promise you, it's going to be well worth it. And you are going to, again, like I said, you're going to be not only where you want to be five years from now, I would even submit and say, you're going to far exceed your expectations of where you could be five years from now. You're going to far exceed where you could be by the end of 2024 if you follow principles in this but it's going to take a lot of self-reflection it's going to take some hard answers i think to determine um, if you are are being truthful with yourself in your relationship with with jesus and i challenge you to to really analyze this get it back where it needs to be which is centered on jesus and i want to finish this up with with a prayer for all of y'all that are listening and and i hope that you pray with me heavenly father i thank you for each and every one that is tuning in that is trying to find their way to finding their purpose that you've created them for and all the ears that are tuning in i pray that the holy spirit would just come upon them and minister to their hearts and Create a desire in them, much like this woman that we read about today, the woman that bled for 12 years, that only touched the fringe of your robe. And I pray, Father, that you give them the desire to know you intimately and know that ultimately everything that they do, all the successes that they would have, would be tied to you so that you get the glory. And I pray father that they would just reach out and touch the fringe of your robe and realize that you are the only answer for them and that if they do this that they will be exactly where it is that you intend for them to be five years from now in jesus name i pray this amen thank you all for joining me again this week on this episode of Beyond Sunday. I hope that it ministers to you as you go about the rest of your week. And I pray for each and every one of you to have a successful week that is rooted in a strong relationship with your creator. And I hope 
that you tune in next week for another episode of Beyond Sunday. Take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it informative. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback is invaluable in helping improve the show and reach a wider audience. And also, don't forget to download and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. If you think that this would be a blessing to anyone else, please share us on your favorite social media. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.